Welcome to The Scene Podcast, a series of incy-wincy plays brought to you by Get Over It Productions. This week, we bring you part two of Aberrations by Andrew Curtis. Caught between obligations to her old and pressures from her new relationships, with just a side of understaffed 12-hour NHS hospital shift thrown in for good measure, how long will it be before Joan completely flips her lid? And which poor souls will be standing in the firing line when she does? This episode contains strong language in a Scottish accent. This is part two of Aberrations by Andrew Curtis. Phone. Yep. Keys. Bye, Han. Right. There's a bus at the end of the road. Stops right outside the slammer. I can hop off, make visiting, then get back on the bus and still easily be on time for the day shift. Mel doesn't need to know. I'm not doing anything wrong, Emma. Still can't get to the bottom of it. Six months for a wee bit of fraud. Some double accounting for a local community group. But they didn't need to lock her away, did they? And why wasn't I told? I haven't been to prison since training. And that was a men's prison though. Not as tough as you might think. Just felt sorry for them. For Christ's sake, mate. Hello, yes, you. There's a girl there with a gut like James Corden. She's got about two weeks till she drops. I suggest you let her sit down, take the load off. Oh, I'm getting off too, love. Yeah, I'm sitting as well. Sorry, mate. Don't worry, girl, I'm a nurse. If Babby comes early, I'll pluck him out on the visiting room floor. Come on. She left you up the duff, then got banged up, hey? Sorry. Your sister. I'm sure it was a mistake of hers, love. Just an aberration, you know? Me? Just popping in to see an old friend. As you do. So you see, Izzy, there's plenty of options. I've been reading about it online, researching. In America, there's these students who spend their time looking into old cases, overturning convictions of people on death row. Okay, bad example. But I can do this. It's not unlike what I do as a union rep. Don't laugh. I can do this. Women disproportionately get custodial sentences and they disproportionately get longer sentences. And gay women? Well, you can guess that story. Oh, but that's it, Izzy. Don't you see? I can fix this. Isn't that why you called? This is hard. No, it is. Of course none of that research will help if you're actually guilty. It was a local children's charity, for fuck's sake! Jesus Christ, Izzy! You remember that time we went to Sardinia? That hotel. The pool. The tub. 
us do endless Rod Stewart karaoke. Sex on the beach. The mind blowing cocktails. Oh, and the food. Fuck. The only time I've been to Italy, a dream holiday. Then we get to reception as we're checking out and your card's blocked. Of course it was. You told me it was prepaid. Your treat, there'd been an offer. Should have known. I was nuts to go with you to have listened. You wanted to treat me so you didn't want to tell me there was no money. I'm still paying off the loan to cover that trip. To hear. You never want to hear, do you? It's okay. I'm calm, honest. Fuck is. I worked so hard. I'm always broke, and here I am, still paying off the 29.9% APR on the dream of five years ago. Okay, ran over. gonna do with you girl I do miss you you know every morning before I leave the flat I think of you no matter how dead to the world you were you'd suddenly appear kiss me goodbye or if we were starting a shift together you'd materialize by the door looking immaculate saying what took you so long bitch believe how much I miss you, babe. Miss the good times. What a mess. Look, I can't do this anymore. I understand you never open letters from the banks or creditors or from me. But you might want to find out if the General Medical Council has thrown you out on the streets too. And who could blame them, eh? She had to bloody leave just when she'd learned how to tidy up after herself. Is visiting an ex in prison that criminal? Oh, you know what I mean. It's not exactly a night of the Ritz, is it? Fuck. This place is so empty. I didn't realise how much mail had seeped into the walls. She's so funny. I'd laugh so much, I'd almost piss myself. <laughs> it's so quiet now. Right then. I'm not allowed to call Mel for a week. Her rule. Christ. Only a week ago she instigated the baby conversation. Not directly, of course. But these conversations rarely are direct, are they? Not at first. They start about something else, a joke. Then all of a sudden, neither of you are laughing. I was like, 
Can't we just get a dog? She didn't laugh. She just said, didn't you and Izzy ever talk about kids? And I was like, yeah, just once. But we got a dog instead. So Mel asks, what happened to the dog? And that's the funny thing, isn't it? Izzy only went and lost it, didn't she? At least Mel left the wee hook thing for the keys. Wonder where she went. Maybe I can see her point. I don't like secrets either. But it was a pretty unusual situation, don't you think? Ugh. Why is there always a young, gym-bound male sitting in a priority seat? <sighs> Excuse me? You may not have noticed, but you're sitting in a priority seat. Next station is the James That was a fucking fab day, wasn't it? They think we're at 95% bed occupancy. They think. No one is quite sure. Two people have died on me, and I've got to be all smiles at this bloody reconciliation dinner thing with Mel. I really want this to happen. I just don't know why we need to do the reconciliation thing. Can we just cut to the chase? We could just go home, make my flat look like it's been burgled, and it'd be like she never left. No need to spend 50 quid on dinner over it. Donna didn't make it. You're fuck all use, Rodney. And you're not coming back with me this time. Come on, you fucker, get in the bin! How did I end up dating a gaming slash IT consultant? I mean, Mel, what does that even mean? Fuck. Must be a hell of a lot easier than this shite. Okay, Johnny girl, repeat after me. Do not get pissed and talk about politics. Do not get pissed and talk about politics. Do not get pissed and talk about politics. Come on now, let's go. Note to self, never talk politics when you're trying to get a girl into bed. Especially when you're pissed. Especially when you're asking them to move back in. Old big mouth strikes again. Fuck man, fuck. It appears I'm on my final strike. I'll call her tomorrow. At least you don't have to lie about where I'm going today. Visiting time, then a 12-hour shift. Fantastic. This is the final visit. Izzy's stuff is in storage. I've sorted it. That's me done. Visiting Izzy, sorting her shit out, whining and dining, an amusing but angry millennial, working my arse off in the midst of a bed and funding crisis, and I really need to call my ma. There's something Dad wasn't telling me. No problem. Oi, you, Mopheed, give your seat to that old granny for fuck's sake. 
I'm here to see Isabel Jackson. Yes. There must be some mistake. Check your wheel list there. Well, she couldn't have got out yesterday. She would have told... Mother fucking bitch. No, not you, officer. Shit, my bag. I can't believe she's done this to me. Fucking cow. She knew she was driving a wedge between me and Mel. Bitch. I'm not talking to you, all right? Stop. Hey, driver. My God. Late buses. Filthy buses. Buses with fried chicken stench. Trying to get to work on time and just when you think you might make it after all, it's we're now changing drivers or even worse. We're stopping here for a few minutes to regulate the service. I mean, in between my domestic difficulties, I've received the dreaded message. We're one of four hospitals in the country to reach 100% bed occupancy. I'm heading towards a disaster movie set, a war zone. And you know, I haven't had a pay rise in eight years. Eight years. And when I say no pay rise, I mean I've actually had a pay cut. Tory bastards. A pay cut as my rent goes up every year. Although, thankfully, my landlord's long been in Spain and is so out of touch, she has no idea how London rents have shot up beyond reality. But no doubt, because of bloody Brexit, he'll return, sunburnt to a cinder, and wise up that the world's changed since 2005. Show me a nurse who owns their own place in London and I'll show you a fucking lottery winner. And then there's the bloody bees. Every day I think I've got to do something about the bees. I've got to save the fucking bees. Out of the corner of my eye, I see the petitions. Save the bees. Do save the bees. It's the last chance. Tomorrow they'll all be gone. Yep, I just need to sign that online petition. Then everything's fine. Just remember to fucking sign, Joan, yeah? And yes, Brexit, one of my favourite subjects. All of my talented, hard-working, amazing fellow immigrant nurses will depart to be replaced by who exactly? And endless briefings have started at work about a new virus in China. They say it might come to Europe, that it'll spread here. No one's sure yet, but what they do know is that if it does, it really will be the mother of all clusterfucks. Great. And just why are all the people in my life so freaking dependent? It's bad enough doing a 12-hour shift than having to spoon-feed the drips in my life. Sorting out Izzy's finances like she's an airhead trophy wife. I mean, what the fuck? Then I finally meet someone I'm head over heels with and I've lost her because of the mad criminal ex. You! Yes, you fucking knucklehead. You're sat in a priority seat looking out the window when there's a pregnant woman and an old biddy with a walking stick and well, fuck knows what's wrong with him. All of them are standing. Why don't you show some respect, have some dignity and stand the fuck up? And you people, I know it's difficult, but would it really hurt just to ask for what's due to you? And yous, sitting there pretending you can't hear the deafening tone of a mad Scottish bitch voiced like a foghorn. You miserable collaborators. Could you at least try to help somebody for once? Stick your necks out. I mean, it's not like old Arnie here's armed, is it? Would it really be that difficult to collectively get him off his arse? 
No, it's always got to be some psychotic nurse who's got enough on her plate to right the world, doesn't it? I think this is my stop. Good. Perhaps you might want to think about what I've said. You can't be late for this job. It just doesn't work. Focus, Joan. Focus. Mel, it's me. Don't don't hang up. How are you doing? Me? I'm not so good. Sorry, I was so wrecked last night. It was just that. Just come home, messy girl. Please, hon. I miss you. Come back to your jolly Scottish nurse. I'm not going to beg. Okay? Okay, I'm on my knees here. Seriously, I am. I'm here, I'm waiting. You're slightly aching, slightly mature, but definitely not geriatric. Slightly begging and always very intense do-gooding, but very hot nurse. I've got to go. I know, I know, but it's my job. Come home. Just come home, girl. Okay? Aberrations by Andrew Curtis starred Helen Jessica Liggett as Joan. Our season jingle was strummed by McGrath, Emma McGrath. Her latest EP, Settled in Motion, is out now and you can listen to it right now if you want via her website, emmamcgrath.co.uk. So you come over, cheer me up, won't you? Yeah. Tell me you love me, drop by the ceiling. Once in a while, once in a while. Thanks for listening to The Scene Podcast.